0: This is episode three of the Rise Up podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org.
1: Today is going to be great. We just know it. This
0: is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. But have you really tried it? I've thought about trying it, but I haven't because it's—I know it's not me. Uh, But but, sports—I just don't do it. Well, what do you call
1: it? You call it sports ball. Sports ball. Yeah. (laughs) If we're gonna use my. Have you? From ever since a child, have you not? engaged in any kind so, of sports spectatorship or even playing or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah.
0: So so typical sports, the sports ball kind, I uh, had been involved in as a kid, kinda, you know, the obligatory sports, like the T ball sort of thing, that kind of thing. It it I, I wanted to like it. I hmm. think maybe not being good at a lot of them at a young age made me just kind of think, Oh, why would I bother trying? But I will say this, I will say this. In terms of watching sports when i i moved back to this area where i grew up i thought you know i want to identify with this place kind of regionally you know like people right. really get in on this what is this buffalo thing i'm going to i'm going to be a sports person mm-hmm. and my wife and i kind of like we were getting excited about this together cuz neither of us were sports people but we're like we can do this we can so be sports people you made like
2: this proclamation that hi we're going to get on the bills <laughs> it, bandwagon yeah, like well, you made no, it and asked. not even not even
0: decision. well not even bills we were just like we're going to do sports we were starting with that we're like we're going to care about sports a <laughs> little bit at a time right? Okay, and and this is where I come back to what I said right as we started here. It just didn't happen that we never tried. Like we wanted to try, but never got as far as trying to actually watch. You don't know know that you
2: don't like it because you haven't really tried.
0: I guess not. Technically, you're right. You know
1: what this reminds me of? Hmm. My friends. I have some really close friends, lifelong friends, Mm -hmm. and I know you two are in this boat as well. I'm out of the boat. The Star Wars boat. Oh yeah, I've never watched a, any of the Star Wars things. I don't think I may have seen. I don't even remember. I have no interest in. And they say, mm-hmm. try it. Just just Ooh. try watching one, mm-hmm. and and you'll. And I still haven't.
2: First of all, I can relate to both of you because I never liked sports. I especially have never liked baseball. Like okay. I'm just like I don't get baseball. Mm-hmm. But then this past summer, I re- we went to a baseball game where I sat very close. Okay. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I realized what I don't like about baseball is all the distractions. Like on TV, there's too much distraction. And if you sit like high up in the stadium, there's too much to see. I can't focus on the game. And then I go, oh, the game's Mm. boring because it can't compete with all the stuff. But when you sit close, you're actually focused on the game. Hmm. I also thought I hated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch them all. I don't know why I thought that was a personal mission that I should tackle. And I did. (laughs) And now I'm like... I understand it all. And then you begin to see deeper meaning in it. And so Look you just that. haven't, you didn't try it
1: I have a friend who's never tried cheesecake. Here's his reasoning. Here's his reasoning. He says, first of all, I'm not quite sure about it. And I've lived this long and I've never had cheesecake and I'm a
0: happy guy. So why try it now? He's never tried cheesecake. You,
2: could, cheese be, you uh, could be a happier
1: guy.
0: Yeah. You don't know what you're missing. Exactly. Right, right, right. Like no, you could end up being
2: like the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Ever, That's
1: Steve. true. Mm-hmm. So, you which one like should I start it. with? Oh, you, that oh, is a this debate. Is so hard. That's <laughs> a debate. <laughs> that confuses a, me. I man. mean, yeah.
2: if you if you really want to do it right, you start with one, which is actually four. That's I'm confused. But on it's that. hard to get through one, two, and three, four, five, and six. But once you make it through there, uh-huh. then yeah. four, five, and six are so much more rewarding, even though they're really one, two, and three.
0: Right, yeah, okay. so... um <laughs> Why? I'm yeah, real, that, see, Star Wars math, Steve, is what you, you subtract three. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's oh. how you work.
1: Sometimes yeah. we jump to a conclusion. We think we know one way or the other. Right, right, ahead of time. And sometimes we don't try it, and then other times we go ahead and try it, and we ended up liking it. My I goodness. Think. Okay, confession. Okay.
2: I spent many years of my adult Christian life serving in women's ministry mm-hmm. and saying things like, I don't like... Lisa Turkhurst books okay.
1: right?
2: because it just seemed like she always had a book mm-hmm. and I just didn't really get into them and so I figured well since I'm not reaping the rewards of them I don't like them
0: mm-hmm.
2: pandemic comes I happen to have some Lisa Turker's books on my shelf that were gifts to me or that I've received in one way or another and so I opened one and I was like is this woman reading my mind? Like, is she at Mm -hmm. my house, like going through the same things that I am? Mm -hmm. And I gleaned like all this good stuff. And then I started another book, but this time I decided to do it with like a group of friends online during the pandemic. And it was a really cool experience to do it together and see other people grow. I think during the pandemic, I may have read four Lisa Turker's books, like, actually studied them. And then I was able to interview her for one of my podcasts. And I felt really bad because I had to, like, confess and say, I'm going to be really honest, I never read one of your books until the pandemic. But it was, like, amazing and insightful. And now... Now I was, I'm was i embarrassed to say that I was once at a women's event with Lisa Turkers, and they asked me if I wanted to meet her, and I said, no, nah, I'm good. Hmm. Before I knew how much yeah. I liked and respected her. And I wonder how many times there are people in our lives that just because we look at them, we're like, mm, yeah, not my type. No, yeah. I'm good. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I can think of myself in my own life, Therese. I mean, hearing you say that, I have made... Yeah, not to my credit do I say. I've made those snap judgments, you know, from something you've heard somebody say. You've never really gotten to take the time to know them. You hear them say some things in passing. You see them post something online and you develop this, this picture in your head of what you think they're like as a total person. You think, I don't like them you get to know them or the you know you know something happens and you see how they react you find out wow there's so much more to them than i thought they can end up becoming really really close friendships i've done that myself time and time again i find you know that old saying First impressions last. Well, it, it's true. It's how we often act, but it's not a rule to live by. Don't let your first impressions last of somebody. There can be so much more. There always is, I find, to people that you might write off from a first experience.
2: There's a friend of mine now. I kind of just ruined the end of the story telling you this that when we first met, she was super annoyed by me. And the reason she was annoyed by me is we were at like a painting party and I I can paint and she was really frustrated because she couldn't and I was trying to help her and she thought I was being kind of a know-it-all and so she really wrestled with it afterwards because she was like that girl is so annoying me which I am annoying a little bit but um but anyway she she really was convicted and and then she came to me and said you know we should get together and in my mind I was like no, because she's mean, because Mm. she had been kind Mm. of so standoffish with me. So we ended up finally just getting together and having lunch, and now – she's one of my closest friends and confidants, you know, oh, and that's it, so cool. and that's totally a God thing because there were so many ways that I could have just dodged like, yeah, well, I'll get back to you. And, but she was listening to the Holy Spirit and I was listening to the Holy Spirit. And we were able to actually be, and she's like one of those friends who will always be so honest with you in Jesus, you know, just to be like, mm, not sure that that's really biblical what you're thinking or what you're doing or she, and she always has good scripture and we mm. like sharpen each other. And I love that. That's like my favorite thing about our relationship now, but I annoyed her at first.
1: When we first moved here 10 years ago, our son uh, was going to be a counselor at Super Summer with Family Life. Oh, right? yeah. And they Some met at the parking yeah. lot at Family Life. And uh, the story goes across the parking lot, uh, another kid who he had never met before, I say kid, but they were going to both be counselors. Uh, the story goes that he saw our son and his first impression of our son, who was he had just cut his hair kind of weird on the side and 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 then had kind of a weird T-shirt on. And, and this guy says, Boy, that guy looks like such a jerk. Oh, he is such wow. a jerk, and uh, he ended up to be uh, Will's best man That's me. in wow. his wedding. Yeah, they're best friends to this day. Wow. But that first impression thing, mm. until you actually get to know, you know, that was my first impression of Christianity. Oh. I didn't become I didn't accept Jesus till I was in my early 30s. Uh, and growing up, um, I, I knew Christians and even in high school and things. And, and I thought, well, I mean, they're nice people, but they're, they're too good. And I, you know, I wasn't a bad kid, but right. it's like they're too good. I can't I'm not going to act that way. I'm not going to act. I can't act that way.
2: I remember these like religious ed classes that would happen after school, and I thought Christianity was like a secret club. Yeah. Oh, that it was wow. like those kids were in that club, and I would, and like I wanted to go, and I was like, well, but I'm not in that club. I don't know what it takes to be in that club, <laughs> wow. but I'm definitely not. Like, Word. so it felt very closed off to me. I can relate to that.
1: Yeah. I didn't want to try. I didn't mm. want to try. You know, we talk about trying yeah. things. I want to try Christianity because, first of all, I can never be that good. I'm never going to be that good. These are good people, right? And it's again, I right. wasn't bad, but I don't want to follow they these. They had
2: it like all together. Right. And I yeah. don't want to
1: follow these rules because all these rules. And and I was right. I never can be good enough. But I didn't know that at the time. But now I know that, that we can never be good enough. God already did that for us. And that's what I learned. We can never, ever, ever be good enough. And I guess I didn't know that until I was in my early 30s. So, mm. uh, you know, try Christianity? No, I'm not going to do that until God reaches your heart. You try it and it changes everything, doesn't it? it really does. But
2: what about lima beans?
1: lima beans <laughs> is is something i've always liked i'm wondering through all this you yeah. take your lima beans Therese. <laughs> right um, and and you go ahead and sit and eat your lima beans <laughs> at least try them so maybe you uh-huh. like them while tim is going to a baseball game oh yes. i like this excuse me i gotta get out of here to watch my star wars movie there, movies. It is. there
2: <laughs> May it the is. force be with your lima beans. <laughs> god is like the sun Always there and always shining, even when you can't see him. This is
0: Rise Up on Family Life.
1: You know, I just had my first cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think of sticking my toes in the coffee.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, now that's, that's, I would have thought maybe that would have come to your mind first. Well,
1: I know I have an unusual mind, but that one didn't (laughs) happen. Here's why I bring this up. There's someone who is recycling coffee grounds, to make comfy, comfy shoes. Huh. They're waterproof. They're super comfy. They absorb odors. Love and it. They're made <laughs> from coffee grounds. So that's using oh. you know you have your cup of coffee, you keep the grounds, and all right. of a sudden you end up with some shoes. So I'm not sure what the advantages <laughs> of all that are. Well, I do. Are.
2: Why? I, what do I, you mean? Well these shoes they keep track of where you been. <laughs> oh. Oh
0: where boy. you're going. Where you're- you Where, are Where are you being? Where are you being?
2: That's oh, all. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I'm
1: sorry. You're not late. You're right on time. And we're glad you're here. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Parrots' tastes have really changed over the years, I've noticed. because, Wait, Like the taste of <laughs> Why well, I you were going to say parrots. parrots taste like chicken. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the parrot itself. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was always like, Polly want a cracker. Oh, sure, right. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Apparently now, after reading this, Polly wants a video camera. Hmm. Imagine this: His family, true story, was on vacation, and they were at their hotel, and they were on the balcony. Of their video camera, their little GoPro, was sitting there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Along comes a parrot oh. who swipes up the GoPro and just takes off. And they're like, there goes our video camera. It's, it's like <laughs> right? it's like going. Eventually the parrot came back or they followed it a little bit and they placed the, or the parrot placed the uh, video camera down. Apparently it wasn't as tasty as it first yeah. thought it was and mm. put it down. And the, what was cool about it was the video camera was on. Yes. While All the right. bird was doing that Best today.
0: Best
2: video ever.
0: I know. Because you know why? Because you're going to say it.
1: Okay. Go ahead. and uh, say
0: it. It was a bird's eye view. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh wait! Is this where I go? <laughs> Steve, want a cracker? Steve, want a cracker? <laughs> Reminding you that God is in charge today and
0: every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. We got out to see a movie the other day. Popcorn was great. The special effects were great, but the oh. plot, though the plot of that movie, it was complete sardoodledom. It was like who? Yeah, it was sardoodledom, Steve. I, I, you don't know about this word? No, no. It's coined in 1895, a, a word that means well, a lot of melodrama in a story. It's a plot that's that's way over the top. Yeah, sardoodledom. It's, it's a real word. But what I'm more interested in about this word uh-huh. isn't just that it happens to perfectly describe this particular film. It's why the Internet has been talking about it this year. Turns out in 2007 a video went viral of 11-year-old Kenny in the spelling bee when he was assigned the word sardoodledum. Now this for whatever reason this word came back up again at the beginning of this year because this video resurfaced. Here's Kenny's reaction, kind of like yours to getting the word sardoodledum. Sardoodledum. S- <laughs> That sounds about right. Sardoodledum. Sardoodled. <laughs> 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 kind of right? yeah. Went a little deeper, maybe trying to kind of get a little serious about it, but then he realized it's actually kind of hard to spell. So he spent some time thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I love this clever trick he tries before he goes for it. What part of speech is it? It's a noun. Is it kind of, is it kind of like kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I can't quite answer that. Fine.
0: All right, I'll give it a shot. sardoodledom.
1: S-A-R-D-O-O-D-L-E-D-O-M.
0: Woo! That's right. Yeah! He's got it. Kenny's got it. I hope sardoodledom, except this. Well, this it might be over the top, but it's all a true story. It happened to Kenny. Sardoodledom.
1: Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I don't know whether to be excited or have compassion for these employees. I'm a little bit uh, torn here. There's a company Mm. that picked an employee of the year. That's what their company does every single year. It's a debt collecting company. And they chose their uh, debt collector as the... Mm. uh, But here's the thing. Here's where the (laughs) compassion comes in. Imagine the rest of the employees when the announcement was made for the employee of the year and it was a AI-powered debt collector, artificial oh, intelligence. Wait, it wasn't a even a real person. Come on. Can you imagine the rest of the people in the company going, no. wait wait a minute, I yeah. lost to artificial intelligence oh. something. Here's where I get excited, though. I'm thinking of our next time here at Family Life for employee of the year because my intelligence has been categorized many times as artificial. <laughs> and, and so I think I got a shot at it. <laughs> Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life.